good evening. My name is Marty Plum, and I am your host of a pen and a napkin podcast, the weekly coaching clinic that you can carry around with you in your pocket. Welcome to book club number 36, and we are back and better than ever with some book club podcasts the next few weeks of the summer. It's not that I haven't been reading good coaching books. It's I haven't had time to really break down the books the, the way that I want to. So I literally have four books in front of me that I'm going to be sharing with via book club podcast here the next few weeks as we journey through the summer. Um, the first one we're going to start with, and, the, and this one I really, really liked a lot. Uh, it's called Great Teams. 16 Things High-Performing Organizations Do Differently, and it's written by a guy named Don Yeager, uh, Y-A-E-G-E-R, Don Yeager, and we're going to, or I'm going to divide this up. In the book, uh, it's it's 16 things, and, and there are 16 topics that he talks about here, 16 different chapters, um, and within those chapters, um, they, they are organized into four pillars. And so what I'm going to do here over the next four weeks is I'm going to go through each one of these pillars because I think there's so much information that it would be impossible to do all of this in, in one uh, 10 to 12 to 14 minute soundbite here. I'm not even going to try and do that. I'm not going to bore you with my voice for 45 minutes to an hour on one topic here. Um, so we're going to take one pillar each week, and I'm going to go through it and, and pull out or talk to you about the important uh, information that I believed was important uh, that I pulled out from each one of these pillars, all right? So the first pillar is pillar number one, targeting purpose. And the number one thing that Don Yeager talks about in this book is great teams understand their why. And this is something that you know I knew going into reading this book and and understanding it, Uh, but it really hit home with me, and it was a great reminder for me as we start to get into our summer workouts with, uh, with our high school team that you have to have your why in place. And and there's got to be something there. We are, for example, we are doing our high school camp uh, this week, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. We are going to talk about our why every single day. Uh, we're going to take. We're, we're going to have a halftime segment where we're just going to take ten minutes talking about our culture and our why and things that we need to do to move forward within our program to to try and continue to build off the momentum that we created last season. So you have to understand your why, and your team needs to understand your why. So uh, the the base definition of this. Uh, the better, and this is this is from Jaeger's book here. The better an organization understands whom it serves, the more effective it will be in weathering challenges along the way. For that reason, a great team will constantly remind its players and employees that they are involved in something larger than themselves and their individual goals. If that's not a successful basketball team, I don't know what is. Uh, you, you can have teams that are really, really talented, but if they're not playing for somebody else, something bigger than themselves, you're not going to be as successful as you can be. The number one example that he uses that is easy for us, and again, most of the folks that are listening to this are basketball people, so this is a, a great apples-to-apples comparison, is our men's basketball Olympic team. So let's go back in time. 1988, 
we lose in Seoul, South Korea, we decide to bring in the pros because the Soviets were playing with pros uh, throughout this whole time period. It's just our college kids were almost always good enough to beat them. So then we get to 92, we have the Dream Team, they're dominant because those guys are just so much better than everybody else in the world. But the rest of the world starts to catch up, starts to catch up. We get to the Sydney Olympics in 2000, and we narrowly win one of the games uh, in the in the medal round to advance forward. We do eventually win the gold medal, but the concept of the all-star team is starting to, to lag. Um, in 2004... Um, we win the bronze. We get we are defeated by the Argentinians, and then in 2006, I believe it was, we are completely embarrassed at the World Championships. Uh, we finished like sixth, and it was just a train wreck. And so this is the concept where this is the time period where we had lost track of our why, and and players were playing for the Olympic team more for themselves than they were for the good of the country. So we bring in Jerry Colangelo, we bring in Coach Shashevsky. And that continuity under Coach Krzyzewski is really what brings the United States back into uh, what makes us proud for our nation again. Uh, Coach K, and and they gave a bunch of examples of the things that Coach K did to bring back that why to the men's Olympic team, including visiting West Point, uh, visiting service members around the, the world, that type of a thing. But his quote, it is important that every team member feel what the team values together. And I think that's a great quote from Coach K. Uh, Another uh, person that is quoted quite heavily throughout the book is a guy named Kevin Eastman, uh, who is a uh, very well-known basketball guy. He was actually a guest on a pen and a napkin. Uh, A couple of his quotes I really like from this pillar. Culture must be reminded every day. Um, I have a thing on my practice plan. FFC Y E. Fight for your culture every day. F F Y C E. Fight for your culture every day. You have to fight for your culture every single day, and you have to re- be reminded of that every day, and you have to remind others of it every day. If your culture is not so good, and this is a great thing that Eastman does, let's say you're you're listening to this and you're like, Coach, we don't have much of a culture. I'm taking over a program where we don't have a great culture. Okay, So this is what Kevin Eastman says. If you have a bad history or no history, frame it. Frame it to your advantage. If you have a great record of success, stress it. If you don't, tell your team that they get to go out and make it. They get to create it. Whatever it is, use your history to create energy for your team. So you emphasize to your current group, hey, you get to establish this culture here. You get to reestablish this culture um, that, that has been dormant for a while, whatever it may be. Um, he talks about, and, and so there's two parts to each one of these chapters. One of the, the first part of it deals with athletic teams, and then they get into the business side of it. And he talks about uh, business, and I think this is really important for us as basketball coaches to understand this and to examine it from this angle as well. He, he says that companies that understand the purpose and philosophy behind the why are usually astute, high-performing organizations that tap directly into the pulse of those they benefit the most. So you, your employees, if your employees understand your why and what you're doing when the tough times hit, uh, they are going to be more, more willing to fight through those tough times than are those companies that don't understand their why. 
And then he gets in and he starts talking about younger people and, and millennials and the difference in the, in the minds and the way that the minds of millennials work. Um, and I think this is really important for us as coaches to, to understand the way our kids think and, and they think and they see the world in a much different way than you and I see it in. And, and here, again, I'm going to read this. Millennials want to be engaged in doing something good for others in their jobs. Providing employees with a culture that emphasizes charity and purpose is an exceptional way for them to feel the meaningfulness of what they are doing and give them a sense of job satisfaction beyond simply hitting sales figures, client counts, or other basic metrics of performance. So if you want your teams to win, you have to give them a bigger purpose than saying, hey, we just beat East High tonight 50 to 40, and that's what we should be satisfied with is winning that game. No, that's not the way kids think today. Most kids want to be part of something bigger than themselves, and that's the way you have to frame your program and build the culture in your programs to make them feel that they are bigger than something the bigger than themselves. So instead of a why to motivate and unite members, companies that fail often have only a set of performance goals and targets, which is not enough to motivate a team to greatness. So if you're just saying, hey, we have to beat East High and our success or failures are just based on beating East High, you know what you're going to do? You're probably going to fail. You're probably going to lose if that's the only metric that you're gauging your team by. You have to build something bigger in the why with your team other than the wins and losses on a Friday night when the scoreboard lights up for real. You have to have that something that drives everybody through situation other than wins and losses. And that's probably different than the way things were into the you know the 60s, the 70s. And, and you think of like Coach Wooden. He, he was way ahead of a lot of other people in that regard, and that's why he was so successful. So the last thing on pillar number one here, knowing your why, if a good team desires to be a great team, it must consistently communicate its why. So I really encourage you as you start to really get into your summer stuff with your high school teams, if you're a high school coach listening, emphasize your why. What is going to be your why this summer? What is going to drive your team that is bigger than just getting better at jump shots, getting better at screening, getting better at rebounding and defense and whatever it may be. What is your why and how are you going to implement that? Because yeah, getting, you know, for example, with our, with our team, I, I've set the goal. We want to make, we want to have 250,000 shots this summer from our seventh graders through our seniors. And yeah, that's our tangible number. That's the thing that we're trying to emphasize. But there's got to be something bigger than that that is going to drive us to that goal of 250,000 shots. And that is our why. And we've got to understand what our why is. So it's been uh, book club number 36 here. This is the first one of four parts on Great Teams by Don Yeager. Um, Again, if you're listening on iTunes or SoundCloud, like, rate, review, give us five stars. Uh, would love to see the, the, the help in the, in the rating system. Follow us on Twitter, a pen and a napkin. Try to put out daily coaching tidbits every day. If you have any questions, comments, suggestions, or ideas, email me at a pen and a napkin at gmail.com. Don't forget, in a little bit over a month, we are going to start a pen and a napkin university. July 5th is the start of course number one, personal growth and development. Where I'm, I'm wrapping up uh, building the website and everything here. Uh, once I get through this week, next week, that's my big project is to finally get that thing completely finished up and start testing it out. Uh, but our topic number one, communicating with your players. That is the most important thing you can do as a head coach is the ability to communicate with your players and have them understand you and have you understand them. So 
Look into signing up for a pen and a napkin university starting July the 5th. I, you, you won't regret it. It's going to be a really, really good thing. Uh, and again, I don't have all the answers, but I'm going to try and bring in folks that do have answers, and we're going to all work together in this university concept to make that happen. So, coaches, as always, let's stay safe, let's pray for peace, and let's be sure to hone our craft one day at a time.